Blog Talk Radio. Let me sit this ass on you. Show you how I feel. Let me take this off. You watch me. Let's mess up here. Don't take your
begins with an honest, open conversation. The empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. You know, I don't get to watch it a lot, but then when I actually do, it's great for me. And I think phone lines are still open. It is American Idol Night. It is voting night. And I'm asking that you support my friend's nephew, Mr. Keyshawn Middleton. He is in the running for the next American Idol badge of honor. When I tell you this child can sing, he can just flat out sing. Just flat out can sing, and it's 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 unbelievable the number of talents that come through and on the show. And you know, I'm I'm just partial to good talent. I'm partial to when people do well, able to perform well. They're able to uh, be different. They're not mimicking any other sound. They are just artists. I mean, I love music. That's why I love music. You know, and sometimes people bandwagon when it comes to, you know, I just am doing this because everybody else does it or I like it because everybody else likes it. But I'm going to tell you the truth. This child can sing. I mean, he just can. It's just in him. He was born with it. His mom did the same thing. Uh, and it's Keyson Middleton. And so if you are able to go online, Google American Idol, um, you can Google there and look up Key Sim. Key Sim. That's Q. A-A-S-I-M Middleton, 
or you can just text the number 8 to 21523, or you can call in and vote. And I think the lines are up for the next two hours, 866-436-5708. That number again is 866-436-5708. Now, if you can't call, you can text, and data charges do apply depending on your uh, carrier. But this particular uh, text number is the number 8 is what you're texting to the number 215 and hopefully Alfred will make it on through to the next round. It is absolutely exciting to see competition when it's healthy, when it is uh, warranted. And it's also telling when talent is obviously there and obviously not. Um, I do have a partiality for Kisan because it's like family for me, but I'm going to just say the truth. The boy can sing. The boy can sing, the boy can play. He just is a talented person. He has the best potential that I see on the show. He has a little bit of competition. I'm not going to even mention who his competition is, in my opinion. But tonight we voted for Kisan Middleton. And I hope that you will do that too. Uh, share that information with your friends until we can get through this American Idol because the child is destined for greatness. I mean, it's just in his DNA, no negative speaking over it or any interruption in that vision can deter it because it's just very evident. And it's really, it's kind of sort of uh, uh, related to our show tonight. It's just sometimes you can just see when things are, are just moving inside of where they're supposed to be, when something is just a part of that person's makeup, and it's not forced. It's not. It's not pushed. It's not rehearsed. It just is. It's just who they are. And so I think it's very evident from tonight's performance that uh, he was a little bit afraid. But still, when you compare the uniqueness and the ability, there there really was no competition, in my opinion, tonight. Uh, better than Kisan. Um, actually, Kelly Clarkson's songs were the uh, idea or the feature for tonight, and her songs are really difficult to start with. I mean, it's just not an easy genre of music, and she even proved it herself because she lost her earpiece, and she was so out of tune on her own music. But you know what? That's what happens. You know, I, I was telling Kisan is on by text earlier tonight. I would have had a straight heart attack as soon as the lights came on because I'm not meant to be in front of the camera. I do have a lot to say. I do enjoy commentary. I do love talking. I love live private events. Uh, I have done some public events, but for this child to just, the way that he sings is just amazing. And the uh, ability that he has, he you can see he has so much hope for himself. I want him to just relax and just be the artist that he is because it's there. I mean, you can't, you can't deny it. Did you watch tonight? If you watched it tonight, you saw it too. Did you not see it? Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about uh, sexiness. Now, tonight's show is called The Sexy Stallion, and a lot of people are asking me, like, what the heck are you talking about tonight? So there's a mini horse, and one of my friends said, there's a miniature horse in all of you women, and you're just now telling me that? And I'm like, boy, if you don't stop playing, because um, the truth is, is that the potential of sexiness is just in everybody, and I think that the way that we approach it is so different, 
it's amazing that some people just don't get it. I have always wondered, like, why it's so absolutely uh, easy, it seems, for certain people to be attracted by everybody. I mean, and it's not in the skimpiness of their clothes or actually who they are. Um, Certain people bring about certain auras with themselves, and I think that uh, sexiness is just something that people think is not a part of your inner self. But when I started to um, research a little bit on this topic, look through all of the information that I had, I actually had printed it all out, left it downstairs, and as you know, I live on the fourth floor. I am not going back downstairs to try to figure out Uh, where that paperwork went. But the truth is that sexiness is a part of the human person. And and, and it's not any, I don't think, and from what I've learned, it is a basic psychological, social awareness. That's all it is. And when I, you know me, I love words. So I decided to look up some words and the word sexy kept getting blocked on the work computer, they're going to probably fire me because I'm looking up the word sexy and, oh, Lord, I have mercy. They have filters on the computer or whatever, but I wasn't looking up sex because sexy has nothing to do with intercourse uh, in and of itself. It's not how vulgar you can be. It's not that type of a trait. And when I looked up sexy and I looked up attractiveness, and I also looked up class, all of this, there were some very similar words and some transitional words that were in between uh, one to the other. So I thought it interesting to just kind of, the, you know, to see if there's some type of natural um, gravitation between one and the other. And so in doing that, I, of course, I did look up the word uh, attraction, and the word is a noun. It's said and defined to be the act, power, or quality of attracting a person or thing that attracts or is intended to attract, excuse me, a force by which one object attracts another, such as gravitational or electrostatic force. And then it also says a change in the form of one linguistic element caused by the proximity of another element. So in essence, you can get something far away from you straight into your attention. You can bring something straight into your being. And so after I looked at that in just the literal definition of the word, I looked up what it is. And in social psychology, I'm sorry, sorry, in social psychology, because psychology has to do with the functionality of it in certain realms. It's not what's in your head. It's not a, a particular um, um, state of being so much so, but when you talk about social psychology, it is described as a natural feeling of being drawn to another person to desire their company, and it's not necessarily due to you liking them or having any type of sexual uh, uh, affirmative for them. It is simply a quality that affects the proximity between your world and another person's world. This can absolutely happen in same-sex persons. It can happen male, female, female, female. So when I tell you that it's uh, not um, 
just destined to be like something that you can only have uh, in a heterosexual way or in a liking way. This is just about a uh, an attraction that is just naturally there that wants to kind of close the gap between those two places. Now, it is said that certain things and environmental influences such as noise, heat, humidity, um, just basic elements can change the ability for attraction to occur. And, and that's actually called proxemics, proxemics, P-R-O-X-E-M-I-C-S. I was shocked. You know, I mean, I, I mean, it makes kind of basic sense, but when you think about attraction, it is not necessarily so that um, you have to have the perfect condition um, um, for for attraction to occur. It is something that happens almost uh, because it's supposed to. It's like a magnetism that is found um, not on effort, uh, but can be, of course, inciting more effort depending upon where that space brings you or where that space takes you. I'm not too sure that it's not absolutely possible for people who would naturally say, because, you know, I'm, I'm big on always talking about what I'm attracted to, what I like, who I like, and what I want in a mate and that sort of thing. So that's in respects to a relationship or potentially forming some type of actual functional relationship. But the truth of attraction is is that it doesn't have to actually go that far. It just depends how much you invest into that. Now, the other part of attraction um, is that, and, and I found this to be like a tripping. Like I just didn't even think about it this way. Most relationships that are actually bound in relationship past the point of attraction usually are of a less attractive nature. Now let me say that again because I, I thought that I was reading this wrong. But when you when when you're talking about a spiritual perspective, and a physical perspective, the stronger the attraction is, get this, the stronger the attraction is, the more emotions are pulled up that are very much uneasy to deal with, i.e., insecurity, doubt, fear, jealousy, judgment, contempt, all of the things that come with having the strongest relationships create the strongest feelings and strongest insecurities. Now, this is what I also found in my reading. Because the stronger the attraction, the more emotions are involved. It characterizes normally in, in, in how we place these relationships. We put them further away from us, them quote, unquote, uh, complicated uh, potential relationships, unhealthy relationships. We even call them bad relationships. When necessarily the easier the relationship means that there are less things of attraction. Now, when you put that idea up aside relationships of uh, the caliber of, say, a dating, marriage, 
um, any any extra uh, that you add on to just basic attraction, it almost explains the reason as to why there is cheating. And I was like, this, and this is the exact example of what is explained when relationships go bad. It says that relationships are supposed to teach us how to grow. They're supposed to teach us what we like, what we don't like, what we need, what we don't need. And the less conflicted that we are at knowing for sure, the more easy it is for us to have a connection to relationship. But it also says that those relationships are not as strong as the ones that have a higher uh, attractivity to it or a, a higher capability of evoking emotion, which was huge. Like I couldn't even really get my head around it. Now, it says that the, the lessons that you learn in love, and I'm going to read a few things and then we're going to open up the lines because we have a couple people already on the line, and I like to have discussion when I pose questions because I can talk forever. Y'all know I can talk forever. I mean, my voice is almost gone um, um, just going through something, going through emotions myself because I think that I am in the midst of an, a conundrum with regard to relationships because I myself feel like that when the things that are the most evoking of your participation, and I'm not talking about drama. I'm not talking about somebody always fighting you or somebody always causing you conflict or making you feel bad about yourself. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about it's creating an avenue for you to learn something about yourself and to be more truthful about what you're attracted to. Like, it, I know you guys know people who are in relationships, maybe even married, and they're constantly, constantly trying to find something to satisfy them outside of what they have, sometimes almost to the opposite what they have. Very rarely have I seen sometimes guys repeat themselves in relationship, like their girlfriends look just alike, their their wives or ex-wives or what have you, they look just alike, or there's like this stereotypical thing that comes about with their next choice after they've left someone. And it's like, you can stay with her because she act like her, she talk like her, she, she got all these things about it. And the thing about it is this, that I've learned about this attraction thing Attraction and sexiness all gets combined and convoluted to where instead of looking for a particular quality outside of yourself, you project it. Like it, I, 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 this was kind of like an aha for me, which is why I went, wanted to do this show. Is because I, I, it seems almost uh, epidemic the number of guys who now have such an opinion with regard to women and what they wear, what they look like, what their uh, uh, presentation is, what their attitude should be, how they should feel, how they should function. After reading this, it is almost explained to me that this is a projection of what they lack in themselves. And so in order to feel more comfortable, and in order to uh, create that calming and not have to have this constant conflict of what am I missing, they go into trying to find the things that they need for themselves and their partners, 
which is the number one rule that we should up first, you know, we should do, we should understand. You cannot be completed by anybody else. That is just a given. So, one of the very first things that's written here is that uh, that we should not downplay or bypass when you have chemistry, when you feel an attractiveness to something. Um, the people you're most attracted to are the greatest teachers of the best emotion and experience, which is what? Love. Y'all know I love love, but we're not necessarily saying that it has to go to love, but the best experience of yourself and the best enjoyment of yourself is is here. Like, I'm not making this up. Like, I, I can't, I'm not that smart, but I knew that there was something to that. So, how do we even get to the point of love? How do we get to the point of relationship when we can't even admit to what we're attracted to, to admit to what we like? And um, the, I think that it is probably true that people who are very much more willing to say that they like a certain thing are more willing to enjoy uh, relationships of any sort more fully than those who just uh, kind of sit back in the cut. Now, I've opened up the lines, and I'm going to tell you some other things that I learned that was, like, huge. Like, I'm going to be watching people's feet, be watching people's mouths, I'm be watching people's eyes, because there are some telltale signs for women and for men with regard to understanding whether or not someone's attracted. Like, I can just... I know me, and I push off emotional energies sometimes to see if it's reciprocated. And people say, "Oh, you just so flirty. You just attract. You just love messing with men and stuff." And it's not so much that I know what I'm attracted to, so I have no problem with sending that out. Now I can receive no. I I have gotten no. I'm not past being denied. I'm just pretty sure about when I'm sure about something. Now I'm not saying I ain't been disappointed. I have been disappointed a lot, but I'm not very much into the dump area of being disappointed because I put it out there what I now feel, whereas before I will admit that I just kind of took whatever kind of straight along and I'm not trying to make anybody a dog or anything, I'm just saying that you, 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 I'm not gonna, I cannot pretend anymore like if I'm attracted to someone or not, I either am or I'm not, and I can pretty much say that without any problem. And I think what has happened is that's where all of these people are coming out of the woodwork saying they settled. They, I just got caught up in the moment, got caught up in the situation, got caught up in the marriage, got caught up in the love, and the baby came, or we got married, or it was just like I looked up and I was 30 years old and blah, 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 blah. But the fulfillment was never there. And then the chemistry kicks in outside of the marriage, outside of relationship that you're already committed to. And so I'm going to tell you about some cues that I have read and learned about, and I want to share those with you because I'm sure I'm going to be doing these things. I've opened up the two lines that are here tonight. Show is a little bit late tonight because I had a good time watching these babies sing, and um, I already know, I've already investigated myself what the outcome is going to be. I'm just going to just speak that into the atmosphere. And this is another thing. We've talked on this show before about the law of attraction. We've also talked about what you mantra, 
And mantra is the same thing. Like I came from the church. I came from the uh, the, the holiness church where we believe in tarrying. And tarrying is a type of mantra. It is a type of centering yourself where you are focused on a, a place that opens up a spiritual place for you to communicate with God. That's what that is in the church. The same thing is true when people say, oh, I'm going to go meditate, I'm going to go have my time. You know, I think some people be exaggerating because they ain't really doing that for real. But when you speak certain things, even if it's negative, even if you don't think that it is uh, influential, you start to draw and open up portals for that particular energy to come. I can very clearly remember me saying, you know, I'm going, I'm going to be an old lady with a house full of cats selling frozen cups, okay? I said that, and I was kidding, and I used to say it, say it, say it. And, hell no, I do not want to be that. But I was saying that because the the projection of what I had in my immediate future was, like, sad. So I would have rather had kitty cats and frozen cups rather than the options of partners that I had. And instead of continuing to mantra that, continuing to channel that, and continuing to attract that, I changed my mantra. And I promise you, this is not just like some hoopla. This really works because it's just the law of the universe. Uh, it's the law of the spirit world, and it's the law of, 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 of attraction. I start saying all I ever, and I, I didn't believe it at first, and now I really believe, like, I'm not conceited. I'm just, I just say the things that I want, and, I, and I've heard even celebrities and people say that. So I, I, say, I started speaking, okay, I only attract men who are absolutely attracted to me. Like, they're very, very easy on the eyes. They really have dark voices and deep voices they really are tall i mean i mean i was very specific and i promise you in less than two months or three months it seems like every man i knew looked just like that they all were tall yellow men with beautiful eyes bald heads nice bodies deep voices i mean they can make you tremble on the phone I mean, it was just like, what in the world? And I had to remember I had spoken those things. So now I'm speaking bigger things, but we're going to stop talking about me. What I want to do is I've already opened up the lines, and I identify you by the last four digits of your phone number, and I want to just talk about whether or not you feel like you understand, and I'm calling it you're sexy, because some people can't even say what they themselves possess to uh, position out in the world. Like, if you can't tell your, me literally what it is about you that you use as a tool to attract certain things into your life, then anything that comes by you in your life can fall into your space. 3862, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I do. I do hear you. Okay, and I hear a little bass, so I'm assuming you are male, and I want to know yes, if you, I am. <laughs> you think that is true. <laughs> you, you think that is true. Do you think that is true that sexy is in everybody? Yes. Yes, it is. It's just the only thing that's different is how they portray it out to the world. Every person is different. 
Okay. You know, you betray yours differently, I betray mine differently. Okay, so what's that? To see, I like the way that you speak. You're not from the South, so that's very attractive to me. What do you know that you possess, that you put out there, and like to get the women? Like, what what, what do you know your sexy uh, trick is or your tool is? Uh, for one, I know what the hell I'm doing when it comes to sex. Like, I know exactly well, it's when, what the hell I'm not doing. Not sex, not sex, not sex. Okay, my, I bad, can my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my <laughs> bad. And I, I love that. I love it because I think that's just the generic answer for most men, and I think women mm-hmm. already know that. And so as an empress, I have to just say, can you tell me something other than that? Because, see, I don't know you like that. And I know that okay. if you told me that as a woman, like, I would try to prove you wrong and make you love me in another way. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I mm-hmm. think that is, yeah. So tell me something that you do that's just uniquely to you that you can attract a woman with. I know with me, I should like to have an intelligent conversation. Like, it's like women who actually mm-hmm. is the kind of women that, actually want to talk, that's he want to talk about not just no or makeup or some random shit, no, it's my language, sorry, but women who actually like okay. to talk about politics, talk about religion, you know, stuff like that. So I can listen, I like to, uh-huh. you know, express my opinions and listen to your opinion as well, you know? Uh-huh. Okay. I don't, I so don't just, just, go ahead. So just talking, no. just a female, because I've heard guys say that before. They want someone who can actually hold a conversation, and women are chatty. Like we can talk about a lot mm-hmm. of different things, but mm-hmm. just anything, or are you trying to? No, 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 uh, no, no, not just anything, not just anything. Okay. I'm talking about okay. actual, real conversation. I'm talking about like when a certain event goes on in the world. You know, someone who actually uh-huh. can. How put this? Somebody who can. Who actually have an opinion? Who is not afraid to speak it? You know that kind mm-hmm. of woman. You know, like a kind of woman mm-hmm. who that is that has a strong opinion about. I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything, but like something scientific, something the kind of thing that you won't find in every woman out there. Let's put it that way. You know, like for example, mm-hmm. you you have this radio show, and you would, and you're not afraid to express your opinion out there. You know, about this topic, about mm-hmm. how it is to be sexy. Mm-hmm. You went a few weeks ago about I forgot what it was like I forgot what it was I'm sorry but you're not afraid to express your opinion you know I like women like that I don't want women out there just being just being pretty or in some terms being a blondie so nothing against blonde women I really don't but that term if you know what I'm talking about you know I like a woman okay. who that's actually very smart that's not afraid to show it who's confident who's not afraid to show that they're confident you know. That if I take them out on a day, I know that I have a woman that that men might like crave to have, and ha ha, I have it and you don't. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to show her off. Go ahead. You want to be able to show? Okay, uh, okay, okay. And see, I think that women know that. And the very last thing that you said, men do uh, show showcase to other men and to other parts of their life, maybe their workplace or their family, you know, different things like that. And they decide, you know, okay, I got this chick and I really, really like her 
And it's not just mm-hmm. that she's pretty, but she also has something to say. But I have also found out that men sometimes, because a lot of the times we're asked to shut up, like you talk too much. I actually had a friend. He told me the other night, I just talked too much. He said, you just, you're asking too many questions, but I don't ask questions that I know the answer to just so that you can talk. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. beg someone to talk to me. I've never had that problem, and I think I can have conversation. And I don't think that I'm that unique compared to other women. The The thing is, is men are um, not as talkative. So to find a man who wants to talk other than about sports um, and sex, and, um, An intelligent man, yeah, the, you know. Right, right, right. So do you know if there's anything in particular that is – because, you know, like I said, women do talk. Women uh, mm-hmm. love to talk, and we don't have a problem expressing ourselves, but are you expecting that she's going to have a certain opinion and then listen to her or have a unique opinion that you didn't expect? Because I don't think women have a problem talking. And to mm-hmm. me, I didn't know that talking was sexy, like having a conversation. Because men always say that it's, it's kind of what I call plastic. A, a lot of men say they want to a woman who, hold, who holds her uh, a conversation and can speak her mind. But that very thing is sometimes what is said that they don't want to hear with us. So. How? What's the difference between just a? Um, what kind of conversation do you strike up with someone to know whether or not they're uh, worth, you know, the attraction going past just I like having a conversation with you, and I want to date you because therein lies the difference because anybody can learn how to have the spiel, I think. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And with yeah. me, women. Okay, with me, women-wise, when I, one thing that I catch my attention is I will talk to you about not just anything, like philosophies, about like theories that's out there, you know, like different, like, what do you think about this theory that you heard about, you know? Okay, I learned more about this, you know? What do you think about this, you know? Uh-huh. To me, uh-huh. I don't just, to me, I don't talk about sports. No, nah, I'm not really a sports person at all, you know? Some men are, some men are not. I don't talk about uh-huh. just any old thing, I actually will talk about mm-hmm. something that will make you think, you know. I want women to do the same mm-hmm. thing. It, I will love it if I have a conversation with you and at the end of the conversation, you, I will basically go home and think about what the, what you just told me and maybe go research it, you know. That will catch my attention immediately. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, if that okay. happens, you're going to get a call and I might ask you out on the date, you know. Really? But Over a conversation? Me. It depends because in a conversation, I will. I like to. I like to read people. You know, I learned that years ago. So when I have a conversation with you, I will. Re- I can read you like a book, and I can. I can catch on. You, you have confidence in yourself. You've got some issues you need to work on. You know, if you're insecure, if you're you're strong about yourself, you know. That's that's just me. Uh-huh. I like to. When I have a conversation with you, you know, I will. I can uh-huh. figure out. Okay, you're like this. You're like this. You're like this. You know, you have this sense of. You know who you are. You're not afraid to show it, uh-huh. you know? Or well, I'm, you're not I'm exactly sure that you need more time. Well, well, I'm old. <laughs> I mean, I, 
I, I, I don't think you're old. I don't think you're old. By the time you're my age, by the time mm-hmm. you're my age, I think you should have an idea of who you are. And actually, I think I'm a little bit late in that process because I didn't require to know who I was because I leaned on someone else's idea of me. And that's the, that's the point hmm. of about attraction and um, uh, sexiness that I wanted to talk about because sexiness is always like a big thing because a lot of people are compared to other persons uh, in, in an understanding or a thought that they are just so together, they got it together, they know who they are, blah, 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 blah. Well, I think that that is true of whatever you decide to share with people. One one of the other stories that came up with um, my wanting to do this show was the whole Tamar Braxton deal. Now, mm, she yeah. had been told that she looked like a Muppet, and it had been co-signed by some <laughs> really big celebrity names. Chris Brown, along with K. Michelle, had been for months. I mean, I mean, this isn't brand new. This wasn't something that just happened, but I think it spoke to some level of truth and of insecurity that um, was felt by um, Tamar to the extent that she decided to, like, take it to heart. Like, she went to heart about it, and she decided that she was going to ask her significant other. She's married with a child, um, very successful R&B artist, mm-hmm. husband who's yeah. a successful producer, but the, just someone's suggestion and really just a jank that held enough weight with her um, made mm-hmm. her question her own um, attractiveness, and so much mm-hmm. so that she addressed it on her on the show that she's on. She's on this TV show called The Real, and it was kind of sad to see her break down because everybody on the panel and most people who know her persona that's you know broadcast out in the world is she's a tough woman who's got it together, who's very secure with what she looks like, who's very sure of who she is, but the truth is, is we're all very um, scared to not be accepted. Everybody is, Hmm. and anybody who says that they're not, I think, is just not telling the truth. Um, I began um, the whole show talking about the natural draw of people to other people, like some stuff just don't have to be forced and some stuff don't have to be poured in you to be gifted. It's just people coming to your life uh, to pull that out. But the thing, the other thing that I learned about attraction and all of this, uh, this listing, like we've started to in all communities, but particularly the single community of which I hate being a part of, but I'm in that group. And, um, I, when I, I was blown away by the number of things that people would have that they would tolerate and not, like men and women alike. I thought it was more of a, uh, uh, thought it was more of a uh, thing that was just females. You know, females always talking about what they want and what he got to have and what he got to bring to the table and this, 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 and that. And one of the very first things that I realized uh, 
was that a lot of the things that they are requiring in other people, they didn't even have in themselves. And so it was like, uh, I think Steve Harvey even made um, a funny of it on one of his shows. He on, on his talk show, he had a young lady. No, actually, it wasn't. It was he was on Oprah's talk show, talking about um, talking about this female who was very uh, well put together, but she had a list of 110 things, I think it was, that she had to find this particular guy. She had taken the being specific and speaking into the atmosphere to a whole nother level. Like, it's just craziness. And that's not um, a bad thing, per se, but when you start to investigate what you're asking for and why you're asking for things, it was very telling. Now, in this article, and I'm trying to get it up right now, this article was telling me about the different things that are just cues to whether or not a person is attracted to you. But one one of the things that is said in particular is that it's a spiritual perspective when you're putting out or are able to articulate to a fine-tooth comb what you need or don't need in a particular relationship. What it actually is is a blueprint of the holes or the things that you have in lack of yourself. And when you reconnect with the things that you – I want a man who's got a job. I want a man who ain't got no children. I got. I want a man who um, can do this, 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 and that for me. What you're really saying is that I'm feeling insecure on my own, and I need someone to give me the security that I need by being able to provide for me. I need somebody who's not going to share me with anybody else because I'm insecure and he can't have any children. Um, because he'd have to attend to them, which is the natural order. Um, so we we put our availability out there in such a way that sometimes actually isolates us more so from the truth of ourselves. Um, and, you know, there were some articles that I read that were truly just from the whole fertility and evolutionary perspective. It was just about, like, People seeing other people, pretty much a petri dish on who they going to skeet up and who going to get pregnant and going to have a baby. Like men admit to that and women also. I've I've heard women say the same things like, I am not going to have his baby because he can't do this. And, and the boy ain't even asked you out to eat. And you talking about whether or not you're going to have his child, like it's just very, very extreme. So there are different things that happen um, but basically two different things that happen with the law of attraction and the idea of what you feel about yourself, which is what I'm calling the sexy stallion. Now, in order for you to have a, a, a basic understanding of that, you need to understand body language, and we both have them. Like women swear to God. They don't do things, they don't say things, they don't wear things that's trying to get attention, but that is just not the truth of the way that the human nature is. Like, you cannot be single stating that you want to have a mate and then walk out the house looking like a dude yourself. Unless you want a dude who likes dudish looking women, you're going to change your... <laughs> Attractiveness. I mean, that's just the truth. You're going to change your attractiveness 
because you want to be attractive and you want to be able to be seen uh, in such a way that you can be you know, found attractive or whatever. And that's fine. Like nobody wants to kick you for putting your best foot forward, but it needs to be a natural foot forward. Like if if the trend, like the trend right now is being natural. Okay, and actually, I went natural by mistake, damn it. I didn't want to do it, but I did. I went natural. I absolutely enjoyed it, and I've decided to stay natural. Like, I have extensions right now, but I'm natural under here. I'm going to grow my big Afro back. I enjoyed it. So I was able to feel so, so attractive in myself. It had nothing to do with anybody else, and it exuded. Well, there's a grand difference between doing it that way and saying, okay, D, yeah, I want a man so bad, this man going to have to take me, So, and they want these natural women. So now I'm going to cut all my perm out, and I'm going to go bald-headed, but I'm against it. Like, I don't really want to do this. And so you present this phony personality that's not really true of what you want for yourself, and then you start to seek out people who can appreciate the place where you are when it's not authentic to where you want to be. Now, that was a whole lot to say in that example, but it's just this. There are some cues that have to be in you to start with. Like, you cannot be doing this just for the sake of somebody paying attention to you doing this to get paid attention to. Like, you have to do some things from inside, and then it comes out. Um, um, yeah, that collar just dropped. I, and I think, and I, I always say a little bit of the disclaimer, because I don't want anybody to feel pressure to expose who they are or what they have to say, but we're going to start going over some of these signs. And I, I, some of these things I think I knew. One of these things I didn't know at all, one of the things that they said, which was true of women and men, uh, with regard to knowing whether or not you are attracted to someone, because you know, I guess well, if you doing a cat call and you whistling and she's passing by, okay, you attracted to some. But I'm talking about these subtle cues that most people don't even act on because it invokes or evokes something deeper within that person. It's almost like it's checking yourself. Something that you see in someone else that you can't really put your finger on it, but they possess it in some way. The very first of it is what they call the flushed or blushed, which um, is a natural body response. And when you're attracted to someone, your blood flows to your face just naturally. It is the same happening in an orgasm, but it's not to the genital area. This happens uh, when the body tries to attract, and it's actually your body's way to attract. If you, there, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say I read this, but I, I've seen this in documentaries before. This actually literally happens in some animals. Um, they, their bodies turn different colors, certain parts of their bodies do different things because it is so that you can get the attention that you're in the place for the evolutionary mating. Well, thank God that we humans don't start turning blue by the nose or your forehead don't 
you know, break out in numbers or something when you're attractive. <laughs> uh, but what we do, but what does happen is we do have this flush or blush. Um, people of lighter skin, you can see it over their eyelids. Um, women who wear blush and things like that, that used to be, that's even a biblical way that men would know that some women were in the mood for love. Blush and eye shadow used to be a way for you to know, I'm ready, I'm, 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 in, I'm in that place. Now, if you see these eyes and I'm batting my eyes, now I have some of the biggest eyes on earth, and what I I know that a lot of people, uh, and me in particular, I love eyes. And so when you have peculiar eyes, peculiar shape eyes, peculiar colored eyes, that's just a thing for mm-hmm. me. And eye contact is huge. Like women necessarily don't make strong eye contact, but particularly for men, it's stated here that men, when they are very attracted to you, they make strong eye contact even if the rest of their face doesn't say a damn thing. Like one of the things, well, I guess I can go ahead and say the men because a lot of what the men do are just pretty much is self-explanatory. If he likes you, he's going to make strong eye contact. He's going to smile. It's not going to be a grimace. He's probably going to show his teeth, all of his teeth to you. And he's going to do this unwilling um, flexing. And it's not like he's going to start doing a uh, transformal. I mean, it's not It's not like he's really doing like a pose. But he does do things that accentuates his arms, the size of his arms, sometimes his back, to, his back and legs. Um, a lot of flirting happens in the gym and in areas where flexing is just a natural happening um, at, on, in sporting events in the gym makes so much perfect sense to me. Now, with women, um, of course, we do have that flush face thing. Um, and then I didn't know this either. And I, and I should have known this because this has been like a personal aha for me in the last year. I've never up until last year, I think it was, started to wear red lipstick. Okay, red lipstick never looked good on me. People will always say, oh, you should try this because it will be pretty on you. I just think it just makes your lips like way from your face. This particular article says that, excuse me, the redder the lips, the whiter your teeth and eyes, it is attractive to men, and actually it used to be a way for men to determine how fertile you were. The bigger your lips, the redder your lips. When you, The redder that you paint your lips, the whiter your teeth are going to look and the whiter your eyes are going to look. And Lord have mercy, I bought me some mat probably about four or five months ago. It had to be at the end of the year. Put it on one time. And I, you can't tell me. Like, I mean, it's just lips. Like, everybody has some. I get so many lip and eye compliments, and it's, it was well before doing this particular reading and studying for this particular show, so it wasn't something I was doing calculatedly. But the truth is is that there is some truth to this. Like, there is some unrehearsed um, and evolutionary type of uh, attraction that men have to lips, teeth, color, 
and I I did not know that. Now, what I did what I did learn is that there is this thing called purse behavior. Purse, uh, yeah, pocketbook. Purse behavior, and this is a nonverbal communication that has been documented, and it's not even a joke. And I was like, this is such not the truth. But what they did is they put a woman, in, uh, several women, in in a, a, a social setting. And the position of where she placed her purse was telling of whether or not she was attracted. And in one particular instance, a woman was having a conversation with a man, and it was noted that she had her purse clutched really tightly up under her arm, but it was strapped on her arm, but the body of the purse she had pulled into the front of her body. It says that if she loosely holds her purse, showing ease that there's possibly more attraction than a woman who just puts the purse, you know, in her lap or a a woman who puts the purse on the floor or near her or hangs it on the chair. Now, I I, I, I ain't got no whooping, but I was always told never put your purse on the floor. Always put it near you where you can just keep it in eyesight. And that actually is uh, is a nonverbal way of saying I'm available. That's the truth. But this particular lady, she was actually in a public place, had coincidentally picked up her purse, and a a man actually came up to her in this environment, and she was blocking her body between him and her the entire time until it was noted that he told her that he was a doctor. It said that at that time, this woman almost started swinging that purse over her head. It said he, she told he told her that she was he was a doctor, and she swung her purse up over her shoulder and out of her way. It totally exposed the front of her body, which was actually saying, "I'm available." I, I was like, you know what, I'm never going to take a purse. Anywhere else I go, I'm going to have me a little coin purse my hand because I'm not going to have nobody. But I'm going to start. I'm going to watch some people tomorrow when I go to work. Um, and then the feet, like this is a big one for me because I ain't never heard of such a thing. It says that the feet serve at, as a direction of a reflection of the person's attitude. And you know what, that's not good for me because it's the first thing I do wherever I stop for a moment, I'm coming out my shoes, and they just on the floor, like in the middle of the floor sometimes, right in the foyer, coming in. When I get to work and sit under my desk, they're coming off. They just, oh, it says that the key is to recognize where a person's feet are pointed, though. When the feet are pointed directly toward another person, this is a sign of attraction, and this is just basic attraction. It doesn't mean that you want to get with them or you want to do them or anything like that. This is just basic attraction. So if you're, if the feet are directly towards that person, they're very genuine, and they have a genuine interest in you if their feet are facing you when you're engaged in some type of exchange. But the opposite is also true. If a person is talking to you and their feet are pointed away from them and more particularly to an exit, this is a sign <laughs> of disinterest. You might want to run if somebody is talking to you, no matter how engaged they seem like they are, but their feet are pointed away from you. And then if they're pointed up under that person 
And I've actually caught myself doing that when, um, like, people from management come by my desk and I ain't got on the first year. I just thought I was just doing that because um, I ain't want them to see my feet. I don't know. I get my feet done. But it's really uh, a nonverbal cue that that person is not really welcome into your, you know, exchange. Um, uh, we're going to talk about the mouth, the shoulders, the arms, the hands, and the legs with the men because I, the men do some stuff that I ain't never, I ain't never even paid no attention to this, and I'm going to just be doing studies. Like I should just break my camera out and talk about it. But since we have a man on the line, does any of this sound familiar or make sense to you? Do you think that this is uh, something that you've noticed or maybe done without knowing for sure that you were doing that? Yes, I noticed a lot of it actually. Which one? Where did you? Where did you? Is it pointing your feet somewhere? What were you doing? Uh, the pointing feet somewhere. I always wondered why and how that's going on. <laughs> But then I noticed how beautiful the woman is, and I paid no attention afterwards. You know? Okay. Okay. Do you do the strut? And the strut is the same thing as a woman who knows that her skirt fits a certain way, and she continues to walk back and forth knowing that her skirt's going to move in a certain way in front of these men, whether it's for just basic attention whether she just likes mm. her outfit and wants you to be complimentary to it or that she's actually attracted to, to someone. Have you done that? Have you not worn a skirt, but have you actually done stretch? Yes, I have, to catch a girl's attention, yes. You, really? I, you, you, you ask, you, when you ask a question, I'm thinking, you first said if the women have done it, and then you asked me, have I done it, like, like walking yes. a certain way, you know? Okay, that I have done. Yeah. Yes, quite a bit. Yes. You're... Okay. It normally Did works you... actually. Why? Why? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? When I normally strut like that, I normally show confidence, and I know a woman wants a guy who's confident in himself. When I show that, the woman okay. going forward will see the confidence, and that will normally go in my favor. You know. Okay. Like now, you've already spoken. You you already said that you did. So are you like? I'm just trying to see because I don't know that. I don't know that I ever noticed like a guy trying to get my attention except for by eye contact. I don't know if I if I've ever noticed a strut like I'm gonna walk in front of her. But I do know that guys can sometimes just make a presence when they walk into rooms mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Do you, do you mean like that, or do you mean, okay, it's a group of girls, oh, then I want them to see me, and so I'm going to walk in front of them? Is that what you mean? Normally when I strut, I'm going to strut towards you and talk to you, not strut past you. No, if I want you, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to talk hmm. to you, not walk past you and hope, and hope and pray that you see me. No, if I want you, I'm going to you, you know? Okay. And if it doesn't okay. work, it doesn't work. If it does, it does. Okay. And how, what do you say? Because, you know, if you're strutting, it's saying more than likely you've already made eye contact 
you've already done mouth gesturing where you have either flashed a smile or shown your teeth. Um, Mm -hmm. You've done the shoulders and arms, which is like squaring up your shoulders and doing anything that continues to give you this flexed type of posturing. So you Mm -hmm. admit to that too? Really? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, I want to know who this is. Like, I'm, I'm, I, you ain't got to tell me on the air because it'll be recorded. But I'm just like, oh, God. I, I could have just interviewed you. I am and one. Of, you could have told me these. I, I am one of your, I am one of your Facebook friends. Yes, actually. Okay, well then hit me in the inbox because I want to know. I just want to know who you are, and I want to put you on front street. Now, aside from those types of things, now I have never. And see, I don't think that this next one is something that would make me feel like you're attracted to me. This will make me feel like something's wrong. Sweaty hands, <laughs> sweaty palms, sweaty hands. Um, if he runs his hair, and see, this is more of probably a non-African-American thing, running your fingers through your hair and smoothing out your shirt. Um, is that you? That's you. The one that's the higher? Okay. Yes, that's me, yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. So um, so you not run your hands through your hair or, like, straighten out your shirt because that's to bring a, uh, awareness to you, like your chest or something like that. Or have uh, you? It depends you on. I, it depends. I have, but it depends on who I'm going for. If, like, if I'm, like, fully aware of myself, like, oh, I should, maybe I should do this, I should do this. It's like when I'm, like, very nervous and I don't think I have a shot, but I want to go for it anyway. You know, like, I want to at least make, like, make sure, like, oh, I want to at least get this, like, a good shot, you know, even if I don't get this girl. Because I met some women that are beautiful, and I mean, I think, I don't think I'm going to get this girl, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. I don't want, I don't want nothing to mess okay. it up. So I have done okay. that. <laughs> But why wouldn't you just say, or 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 is this the the posture and the physical? Hey, how you doing? Is that easier than just trying? No. The thing okay. is, with every woman is different. Some women, some women may like that. Some women may not. You know, I can only figure things out when I'm mm-hmm. talking to you. But sometimes me walking mm-hmm. to you can just kill the entire thing. It depends. I personally won't know. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So maybe you may like the posture or not the the strut. You may like me making sure I'm okay. You know, I don't know. Sometimes mm-hmm. me walking up to you may just kill the entire mood. You know, maybe the way I look. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Sometimes mm-hmm. I. What you about the heart? Want to make sure. The heart. Do, do you get, go ahead? Do you get the heart palpitation? Do you get the heart racing? Do you feel kind of lightheaded? Do you get any of that? Um, um, my palms being sweaty at most, and my heart racing. Yes, that's if I see a woman that really? I think is way out of lot, way out of my league. You know, like way out of my league. Or at least, even if I, wow. or a woman that I may not think that, oh, she might not go with a man for me, but I'm still giving it a try. You know, I may, I may surprise myself. Okay, and see, I've tried to do this whole league show, and we're talking this month about. Um, just building a stronger whoever you want to be, what? But you gotta at least know 
what you that you want something. Like you got to at least have a goal of some sort before you can build a stronger part of yourself. How I'm, I'm just not getting this out of league stuff because I just I think it's a matter of just whether or not you're going to risk hearing no. And no sounds just the opposite of yes, but I don't think that it necessarily is going to feel so horrible because somebody said no. They just said no. They're like, it's not a big, like, guys swear that they hear no more than we do, but that's not true. But a lot of people uh, actually, don't ask. Well, mm-hmm. the thing about that, men who actually try a lot, they're going to get told no a lot. But there'd be some women that, that may not like that man who approached her. So they're going to be told no. That's Men that say, oh, they don't get told no, that's a straight-up lie. Everybody will be told no at some, point, at some point in time. I was told no quite a bit, actually. You know? Uh-huh. It's nothing new. Well, was that yeah, because that was you no. were not saying it the right way? I don't – I think we, I don't, when you learn better, don't you, you, mm-hmm. you don't know. Okay. But like okay. I know when I was younger, I know from then it was like the way I did it. Young, per- very young person uh-huh. thinking he's hot shit, see uh-huh. my language, you know, trying to go for the best girl, and she may not like the way I look. That could be it, you know. Uh-huh. I didn't, I didn't know. I just learned that okay, maybe if I improve more of me, that'll work. And once I did that, then I started getting more yeses. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can't just go to any woman looking like uh-huh. shit. I mean, see my language, looking like crap. That ain't gonna work. No woman is yeah, going to but go you for gotta a man be... that... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say, don't you think, though, you're just being in the place where you are, but, but like, putting on a performance shouldn't be necessary. Like, if they're yeah, going to like you... Is like, a, a performance is like just, just literally being something that you're not, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're confident mm-hmm. in yourself and you know you got this, even when, even if the girls say no, you know, you know yourself, then that won't be even a problem. Yeah, some men strut on that, but some men do it because they know who who they are. They know what they got, you know. Uh-huh. And some men just like showing it off. Some men like showing well, it off, you know. Is, but if you get, I think I just, I just think this may be my opinion. I can't say that this is just rule of thumb. If someone mm-hmm. likes you or actually bites at your just regular, they're going to be super excited when you do go and get your hair cut and get all of this extra stuff done so they get a bonus mm-hmm. person. And it's, it's <laughs> extra. But if, you, if you're mm-hmm. just who you are to start with, that's what I meant by performance because I think that's what people oh, get caught up in okay. making these mm-hmm. lists. When you make a list that every time you leave the house that you're going to have to be ready for the club looking or you're going to have to always have every I dotted and every T crossed, then your perception and what you're putting out in the atmosphere is that you've got it all together and you're not really, um, um, you know, like the regular around the way guy that women say that they want. Like you, you mm-hmm. it's, it's a personality or it's a front person. But if you see mm. like the some, and this may just be my deductive thinking, I've met more couples who say that they met by mistake, 
uh, or they <laughs> saw each other, at, say, at the grocery store, or I was on my way mm-hmm. to get my car, you know, done and something like that, and they were not in their best presentation. But they had the chemistry was undeniable, and so to get mm. all pretty up and do all of the extra stuff, you just got like a bonus. Like, oh my God, he got a hacker and good. I was like, oh my God, like you got some extra. But if you met him already fine tuned with the haircut and stuff, you almost expect Superman the next time because. That you know, you that's how it came. Like that's where we started at that, and that's great. And there's nothing wrong with it if it works. Guys start having to do some extra stuff. Women start having to do some extra stuff just for the same guy. And it's like you mm-hmm. liked me for, or you were attracted to me for, or you had chemistry with some idea that really wasn't even about me. It was about you. And that's the that's how we're gonna try and end this show in just a minute. I wanted to look at a couple other things before I went, but I don't forget what it was, and I don't get on my little paper. Well, I would say about the women, some very basic uh, things that are true, and it, and I have actually watched people do this, and they can like, uh-uh, I didn't even attract that to him, but they're actually making all of the signs. Uh, and showing all of the things that are just the truth of being attracted to a person. A woman will lean in literally. Like if she's talking to someone and she's interested in them, the personal space gets smaller, even if it's in just a regular conversation. Even if they're not Mm -hmm. able to meet face-to-face, their hands will get closer, their feet will get closer. It's just something that happens ordinarily when you're attracted to someone, because just think about it, the opposite is also true. If you're in a situation where you're not comfortable, you almost immediately start to remove yourself from that personal space. Um, Sometimes your feet will automatically turn to the side as if I'm going to figure out soon whether or not I even want to be here. That's just a given. And sometimes if you think about the whole angry black woman stance, her hands are on her hips protective of body, one hand is usually up in the air, catching air, talking and doing some stuff like that, and the foot is probably turned outward or some way else, which is an indicator that, no, I'm not attracted to this situation right here. I'm actually probably upset. You know, I'm very Hmm. probably upset, um, which was interesting to me. A head tilt is a sign that she's interested and I did not realize that, you know, when I was trying, you know, I post lots of pictures for um, my videos and for my 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 advertisements and things like that. So I have tons of pictures. And most of my pictures, my head is tilted. And so it's like an unspoken, I'm trying to get your attention, please, sirs and ma'ams. And it's not... Um, to, like, get a boyfriend or something like that. But I have noticed that if, like, a guy does ask me to take a picture or something for him, send me a picture. You know, that's just big with these with these guys now. Uh, send me a picture. If I like him or if I'm interested in him, 
my neck is just crooked. Like, I'm like, oh, that's for real. Like, it really happened. I didn't mean to do it, but it has happened. It also says here that women um, have the heart racing thing, and we just chop it up to be something different than, um, you know, I'm just, you know, a little bit nervous or he is, you know, and then discount it. Like, we just discount it to I'm not attracted to him. And I don't know. I'm trying to think, have I ever denied that I was attracted to someone when all of the, I'm going to say symptoms, all of these different ideas or are, are, are cues of being attracted to someone are present? I don't think so. I think I have in the last probably five or six years of my life understood that my Body is telling me something. I ain't telling my groins. I'm telling my breasts and all like that because like that. And it's interesting that the very first thing our caller said when I said, "How do you know that you're making somebody what you can be uh, attracted to someone is?" and he went straight to the sexual. And that's I think can happen. With you can have great sex with someone that you're absolutely not attracted to. If this is true, there are some things that are going to have to happen. Like you shouldn't have to warm somebody up if they're attracted to you. Like that's just, I I know this is kind of far and I know that everybody's body works at different places, but the truth of the matter is when you're attracted to someone or you're wanting to have some type of interaction with someone, then it's not going to require that you, um, it's not going to require that you have to work them up or get them in this prep mode like it's a bowl of chicken or something. Like if I'm attracted to you, some very simple things occur, and it is just what happens, and everything takes its place because, again, the very first uh, note tonight is that uh, attraction is a natural happening. It doesn't necessarily have to be like fixed or worked on. It just has to be paid attention to. And speaking of that, let me just play a little commercial and then we're going to come right back because we're going to end the show. I am being summoned. Someone is summoning me. And um, we'll see what this is. Just a quick commercial snippet. Even though the Empire was born out of my personal experience and endeavors, the Empress welcomes everyone into the Empire. If you would like to be a guest, a co-host, or simply want to suggest a topic to be discussed, contact me by email at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. I'm here. I'm you. Listen, whatever you're doing in your life, uh, some of it is purposeful. Some of it has absolute purpose. You know it, I know it, and the world know it, okay? That's that's one thing. But with regard to attraction, sometimes I don't think we're paying attention to what exactly we're attracted to. Yourself, your biological body, your your inner person, your spirit man, it's going to speak even if you're not listening. So uh, let's just recap a few things. Social psychology says that it's natural for a person to pick up on the energy that is attractive to theirs. And it's not a negative attraction to a positive. It's just an attraction. There is something that you are not saying, not having to say, that you're picking up in the energies of 
uh, that other person. To not pay attention to that is to guarantee that you're not going to grow and that you're not going to uh, uh, satiate the need that's actually within yourself. You're going to be attracted to some things that are going to require you to experience some discomfort, and we talked about a little a little bit about that earlier. It's not necessarily a bad thing to have an attraction to someone that doesn't automatically agree with everything you have to say. Everything is peaches and cream. Everything is absolutely uh, perfect. Some of the back and forth and growing parts of relationships or to form a more sustained and a more purposeful uh, self. So don't fool yourself by trying to get the relationship that's not a whole lot of effort. Someone who is constantly available and attentive uh, in ways that don't even evoke any emotion is going to be boring. And very soon after that, you will be looking outside of that relationship or something. Like I've talked and counseled with so many people, and the most common answer is, I don't know why I did that. I know now why you did it, because you weren't satisfied and you weren't honest in the beginning as to what you wanted. So I am no more special than the last person. I'm, I'm not. I am the full. Nobody else can be me. So I'm going to just graduate myself to the the best potential empress that I can be. And with that being said, I think when you grow weary of uh, superimposing or substituting things that just work with things that you desire, you're going to get tired, okay? Like I'm just not, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to just take it. I'm not going to bargain. I'm just going to take whatever I can get. That is not saying the same thing. I'm saying that I have to understand what actually brings life to myself. Like You can't even make it to my bed if you can't even open my mind first. Like I don't even want to deal with you in any extra uh, exercises when it's boring to talk to you or I can't have a conversation that at least feeds some part of myself that is more than just biology because sex is just can happen, okay? The, people fall on each other and make babies, okay? That is not the uh, place I want to be. I want to have an experience of relationship, whether that's a friendship, whether that's a partnership, whether that's a boyfriend, whether that's a husband, whatever it is. Um, but it cannot be forced, and it cannot be phony. It has to be authentic, and it will have to be triggered from something inside of myself. So I'm not I'm not being an uh, angry black woman. I just know the sexy within myself, and I don't apologize for it. I am not tired tonight. There's a hole in my heart, my soul is bleeding, I need to free 